I know it feels weird to say, but Kentucky basketball probably has the number one overall pick on their roster, and we just aren't really talking about them that much. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be discussing Justin Edwards. That's right, a potential number one overall pick, and he's currently being mocked as the number one overall pick in the 2024 NBA draft. Is there a legitimate chance that he goes number one? Going to talk about his strengths and weaknesses and what we expect from him this upcoming season. Also, the 2023 preseason USA Today coaches poll has been released. Kentucky football outside of the top 25, much to my surprise, to be honest with you. I'm going to dive into some of my thoughts later on in the show. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, would really appreciate it if you subscribe to the show. Just eclipsed 5,200 subs. Really appreciate everybody that's subscribing and joining along the way. It's going to be a lot of fun here as we wade deeper and deeper into fall camp. Kentucky football going to become more of a prominent topic. I know some of you guys have been asking for it. Some of you have been complaining about it. I will deliver. But to start off here today, I want to talk about a player that we have just simply not discussed enough of on the show. Justin Edwards, five-star prospect, arguably one of the best recruits that Kentucky basketball has seen in 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 a minute in terms of his versatility and potential at the next level. You just very clearly see NBA player written all over Justin Edwards. And through the first game of the Global Jam, we had some criticism of Justin Edwards and his game and about how maybe he needed to uh, a little bit more time to develop than some of the other guys. And eventually we thought that he would get his shot going and he would find where he needs to fill in offensively. And it would just be a simple matter of time before he showed what he was capable of. A little bit more raw, I think, than maybe some other prospects. And then the very next game, Edwards popped off. He was shooting really well from three, and for the rest of the tournament, or the round robin, I should I should say, Justin Edwards looked great. I think that you watched what he did on the offensive end of the floor, and you watched it kind of grow very quickly, and his comfortability, and, and again, his versatility within this offense. He's a really good spot-up spot up shooter, catch-and-shoot three type of guy. He plays excellent defense. He has length as that wing. He's very athletic. I would argue that he's probably Kentucky's, if we're going to do a dunk contest, he's probably Kentucky's winner there uh, in terms of just his ability to throw down different dunks and things. I know that the FIBA ball is a little bit more slick than the uh, than the NCAA uh, regulated balls, whether it be Wilk, uh, Wilson or Nike, almost said Wilkie. Um, but it, but I, I'm expecting more out of him in, in that department, uh, not necessarily dunking on different people, although that could happen, but... I just really like what we see from him from an athleticism standpoint and from a shooting standpoint. I like him overall as a player. I say all of this to say, I compliment all of this to say, 
we haven't really had a show here where we've discussed Justin Edwards and legitimately given him his flowers before the season starts. Now, who knows? Maybe Justin Edwards walks into this season and he averages less than 10 points a game and he's an inefficient shooter and we kind of see some Chris Livingston in him and he's not necessarily a high draft pick as we once thought. I'm not saying that's going to happen, by the way, but but I'm, I'm prefacing saying that by before saying this. This guy is probably going to be a top three, top five pick next season. If he continues to play the way that he played in the Global Jam and if he projects out the way that he has from his days in high school, there's a very good chance that he could go top five and maybe even as the first overall pick. And that's what I wanted to get to here today. According to On3, who wrote about this, The Athletic has released their 2024 NBA mock draft. There are three different Wildcats projected to hear their name called, I believe, in the first round, actually. And Justin Edwards is your number one overall pick. Sam, uh, I believe it's uh, Vincini is how you pronounce his name. No, Vicini. I'm so sorry. I misread that. Sam Vicini of The Athletic uh, has released that on, uh, again, you can go to theathletic.com. Justin Edwards is your number one overall player over the likes of Ron Holland, Isaiah Collier, Stefan Castle, uh, Donovan Klingen, uh, different guys that, have, that are going to UConn, USC, the G League, uh, Montaz Buzelis, who is the number two in this big board underneath Justin Edwards, and then also at number nine and number 10, you have DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw back-to-back in that top 10 lottery picks, potentially three of them upcoming this season for the Kentucky Wildcats. We'll discuss Wagner and Bradshaw on separate shows. I want to focus here on Justin Edwards for a second. This may be, maybe it's just not in my circle. Maybe it's just not what I'm seeing online. Maybe I'm not looking in the right places. But this may be, quietly, the the most... I would say I would say the sneakiest number one overall pick potentially to come out of Kentucky in quite some time just simply because of the talent that is surrounding Justin Edwards. You see a lot of people talking about DJ Wagner. You see a lot of people talking about Aaron Bradshaw. You're starting to get people discussing, hey, Rob Dillingham and Reed Shepard are probably going to, if they don't go to the draft or they don't transfer, probably going to create a really, really good backcourt here in about a season or two for Kentucky. You're seeing different people talk about Uguna and Yenzo as a first-round draft prospect as well now. You're seeing all of these different talents for Kentucky. Antonio Reeves, people are excited he's back. You're seeing all of these different talents for Kentucky. Get attention, get praise, get excitement. But when it comes to Justin Edwards, we haven't really... Talked about him. And I'm not just saying you and I. I'm saying the Kentucky sphere online. They just haven't really discussed Justin Edwards. And I I want to make something very clear on today's episode as kind of the theme for today. Justin Edwards may end up being one of Kentucky's best, three best players on this roster. He may end up being one of the better shooters on this roster when when all is said and done. I understand that some people out there may not think that the form or maybe the statistical production is there, but I think with the selective shooting like he had in the Global Jam, he can end up absolutely shooting 37 to 39% from three if he really does get hot here uh, this upcoming year. 
I'm excited about Justin Edwards. Again, the athleticism, the versatility, the jump, uh, the, the, the bounce, I should say, instead of the jumping. I really like what we've seen out of him through four games, televi- four televised games, but I'm interested to see how he applies that to this upcoming year. So you've got different teams like St. Joe's. You've got different teams like, I believe, New Mexico, uh, New Mexico State maybe um, is going to face off against the Wildcats this upcoming season. You're going to see different games in the non-con slate where Justin Edwards is going to be the one overtaking things with his athleticism and just really proving that he is simply on another level. But when it comes to these games like the Kansas game, the Louisville game, whenever you're going to face off against UCLA, North Carolina, or Ohio State in the CBS Sports Classic, you're going to need to watch how players like Edwards step up. And that will truly determine whether or not he is ready and capable, also the Gonzaga game, can't forget that one, whether he's truly ready and capable of taking this next step to the big leagues here in about a year and a half or so, I'm really excited about how this could pan out because all signs indicate that this is going to be a great year, not just for him, but for Kentucky as a whole. Watch those tough non-con games. Watch how he performs. Watch and see if he is truly showing signs of a potential number one overall pick. I believe he's got the ability to do it. I want you guys to let me know what you think in the YouTube comments below. Is Justin Edwards a number one overall pick? I say yes. We have not discussed him enough up until this point. I think we need to start giving him some credit and appreciate what Kentucky has in him. Again, you can check us out in the YouTube comments below, or you can hit me on the socials at LockedOnUK. All right. The preseason coaches poll is out for college football. I am very excited, uh, and that is an understatement. I'm very excited about college football returning, but Kentucky football not ranked in the preseason USA Today coaches poll. I want to dive into that. I want to kind of explain why maybe Kentucky main uh, or why Kentucky isn't ranked and maybe why they should be. I'll do that in just a second. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You need to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you have to do is go over to LinkedIn, add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. They've got really simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. Small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs the number one source in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. It's a great place to find candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's LinkedIn dot com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply all right continuing along here on the monday edition of locked on kentucky lance Dahl hanging out here with you really appreciate you guys making locked on kentucky your first listen every single day if you have not checked out the locked on college basketball podcast with andy Patton and isaac shade i would strongly encourage you guys to go check them out. I'm been, I've really enjoyed the relationship that we've uh, kind of 
sparked here over the past few months with Patton and Shade starting this podcast, I believe, early in the college basketball season and really taking off during March and April. They do great work over there, great analysis, great opinions, great insight. I love hopping on the show there um, pretty consistently to kind of talk about what's going on in the Kentucky sphere. They also talk a lot of Kentucky on their own, so if you're going to check out another place to go listen to the Wildcats, the Locked On Kentucky, or Locked On Basketball Podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcast, also on YouTube, go subscribe to them, and they would really appreciate it, and I would as well. Okay, so the coaches poll has been released, the preseason coaches poll for college football, as many would expect. Georgia is the first team, the number one team in the poll, Michigan number two, Alabama number three, Ohio State number four. It was not a unanimous first place vote for the Georgia Bulldogs. 61 different people voted for Georgia to finish first, four for Alabama, and one first place vote for Ohio State. I know that some of you don't necessarily care about the college football college football sphere, about what's going on with different teams, but I, w- I want to dive into this today because it is directly related to the Kentucky Wildcats. According to the Others Receiving Votes tab on usatoday.com, and again, USA Today is the, peop- uh, is the company that provides um, the coaches poll, the Kentucky Wildcats received... 34 points worth of votes in this poll. And that is good for, I believe, 32nd nationally overall. So if we're going to go past the top 25, which ends with Texas A&M at 25th, by the way, Kentucky would be the 32nd team, best team in the nation, heading into this season. Some teams ahead of Kentucky before you get into the top 25. UCLA, Pittsburgh, UTSA, Florida, South Carolina, and Iowa. I have no issue with a couple of these different teams being ahead of Kentucky. In fact, Locked On has given us an opportunity to do our own poll, and we have already submitted our ballots for our preseason poll, which I believe should be coming out here within the next few days. I put South Carolina in my top 25. I believe I put Iowa in there as well. But when you look at this poll as a whole and you start to really break down what Kentucky football is this upcoming season, I think it's a really interesting question to ask. Why isn't Kentucky ranked? Why isn't Mark Stoops ranked this upcoming season? And I understand for a lot of people out there that don't follow college football as heavy as they do basketball, a lot of you may agree with that sentiment, but some of the diehards in college football that I've listened to and I've talked to just kind of you know, dismiss the notion that Kentucky should be consistently in the playing field and something like the preseason poll, it, like, it doesn't really matter that much and you know, Kentucky not being ranked is whatever. And I will agree. Kentucky, or rather the preseason poll, doesn't matter that much. But you have to understand something. These are coaches that vote for this coaches poll, obviously. Duh. Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, where we only provide the hardest-hitting analysis. These are all coaches, and only a few of them believe that Kentucky is one of the 25 best teams in the country heading into this year. 
let's recap some of the things that we've discussed about the Wildcats. You bring in transfer portal quarterback Devin Leary from NC State. He's not turnover prone. He was efficient. And if he's healthy, he's a really, really good player. You have one of the best wide receiver tandems in the SEC on ESPN 106.7 uh, on, 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 the, on the line, a, a show I used to co-host. I, I came on just a few weeks ago and said that I believe that Barry and Brown and Dane Key, that duo is top three in the SEC. And I, I think a lot of people would agree with that. It's a great tandem with a great quarterback, with a retooled offensive line, with new players to the transfer portal. You've got a 1,000-yard rusher transfer in, Ray Davis from Vanderbilt. And then on top of all of that, you've got a great tight end room, by the way. On top of all of this, you have Liam Cohen returning. For an offense that struggled last season with a top with a, with a second-round quarterback, with a top draft pick, that offense struggled. You bring your OC back, who made that draft pick look good in 2021. There are very little things, very little indications, indication, or there is very little indication that Kentucky football is going to repeat what they did a season ago. I phrased that very poorly. Seven wins, I don't think, is where you cap out this year for Kentucky football. Just based on the offense alone, now we can we can get into what Brad White and what the defense the defensive line is going to look like and J.J. Weaver coming back and the secondary, you know, always being consistent regardless of who's back there. We could we could dive into that. But just based off the sore, the, the clear weakness of last year's team on paper improving and all fronts, it would lead you to believe, hmm, with Florida being down, with Missouri being down, with Vanderbilt being what it is after taking one of their players. You'd like to think that Kentucky can end up being competitive in this conference. In fact, I believe the SEC preseason media poll had Kentucky finishing third in in, in the conference. A lot of people I saw had them second behind Georgia. This could be a very good year for Kentucky. And yet coaches think that teams like Texas A&M, for instance, who did not make a bowl last season, eh, we'll just throw them in at 25. You know, enough points. I, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this year shakes out because I, I, I don't know if this preseason poll with these coaches voting um, is going to end up being, I mean, just projecting out some of these teams here towards the bottom of the top 25. I don't know if half of these teams from 15 down are going to be ranked at the end of the season. Oklahoma, I think that North Carolina is a team that you have to watch out for offensively, but defensively they're so bad they can end up being not ranked. Wisconsin is a team that could struggle year one underneath Luke Fickle. Ole Miss is a team that I think may struggle to get to a bowl game this year. Tulane may fall apart after losing Tajay Spears to the draft. Texas Tech's here in the top 25, which I understand Joey McGuire, and I understand what that team's doing right now, what that program is doing right now. Is it going to potentially fall apart with a rough Big 12 schedule? Not fall apart, but just enough where you're not in the top 25? Absolutely. Kentucky, I think, has a very manageable schedule 
relative to what they could be facing because you get a very difficult opponent in Alabama at home. You get Tennessee at home as well. Georgia is your only game that you feel like you are going to definitively lose because it's on the road and it's the reigning national, two-time national champions. But I'm just looking and I'm just thinking, is Florida better than Kentucky this year? They have almost double the points. Do coaches really believe that? Do coaches really believe that Pittsburgh is better than Kentucky? Do people really believe that Texas Tech is better than Kentucky? If you put both of these teams on the field with what they have coming back and what they've brought in, are the Wildcats really not better than some of these teams? And you may say, well, Lance, where would you put Kentucky? Where would you put Kentucky in this preseason coaches poll? If I were an AP voter, I would put Kentucky at 18. That's where I put them in my preseason locked-on ballot, and that's where I'm going to keep them somewhere hovering around there um, until they face off against Vanderbilt in Week 4 on the road in Nashville. That's where I'm going to put Kentucky. If you have any thoughts on where Kentucky should be, by the way, you are free to leave them in the YouTube comments, by the way. Where should Kentucky football be ranked, if at all? Because I understand that preseason polls, not only do they not matter, but they're not going to be right normally. That's what I said earlier. I'm curious to see what this season is because it's not going to end up looking like this, I can guarantee you. From 15 down, this is not what your, this is not what your top 25 poll is going to look like. Oregon should be higher, I think. TCU, they could completely wet the bed after losing Max Duggan. That's a real possibility. Oregon State with DG, uh, DJ Uyunglele, they could just not be good. I mean, I really like Jonathan Smith, and I really like what Oregon State's doing right now. Go Beavs. I actually have a, shouldn't say that. I have an, I have an Oregon State sweatshirt because home field apparel is great. Not a sponsor. But I don't know. I, I just don't know about this, guys, with Kentucky being 32nd to start the year. It just feels like Mark Stoops and this coaching staff, they're better than that. And with the, what they've brought in, there should be a little bit more hype. And based on what I've heard in Lexington, there is hype. There is some intrigue. There is some excitement about what this offense is going to be, about what this team is going to be this season. So one more time, you can, you can leave it in the YouTube comments below. Let me know what you think. Where should Kentucky be ranked? Because I think they should be top 20. And they're not in the top 25 at all. All right. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDaw underscore. And you can follow the show on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.